0: G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 477 of the TrainSmooth podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the website, I mean, for, it's easy for me to say, if you have a question for the podcast, training, racing, nutrition, whatever it is, jump on through to the website, TrainSmooth.com, or you can send me through an email, Tim, at TrainSmooth.com. I've been trying to do this episode now for a little while. I've just really underestimated my available training, my available free hours, recently my son did a um basketball tournament over the weekend and it was like five games and uh it was good entertaining filled up the whole weekend it was um it it was funny because up until you know they won all their games including the grand final for it and uh, it was after the grand final and they, they're holding their plaque and getting their photos that i read on the plaque that it, this is a div 2 basketball comp they're they're in and i, I said to my wife is this div 2 is it because she goes yeah yeah, yeah. okay why why say div 2 why isn't it div 1 because my son's in three basketball teams Uh, He's in a Div 1 club basketball, he's in a Div 1 um, development team, and he's in a Div 1 rep team. And his club, which was... um, The club, um, the Devils, have got two Div 1 teams, and they got players from each team and put them into this tournament. So I just assumed this was Div 1. And while three out of the five games was very fastly paced... We, we won convincingly on four of them, and then the last in the grand final was pr- pretty even. But it kind of took the shine off it for me, because they're Div 1 players. They're, it was a Div 1 team playing Div 2. I thought it was unfair. I, I personally would have preferred to watch them get smashed in a Div 1 tournament than to win in a Div 2 tournament, purely because they're Div 1 players. And so, yeah, it took the shine off it for me a little, but I didn't you know didn't verbally complain out loud about it but but the most entertaining thing was watching the coach my son's um club coach took the tournament as well and um she's a very very competitive um person and such a sweetheart when everything's going well just you you, everything's going along ticking along nicely she you know beautiful person Soon as things aren't going well and people are making stupid mistakes, she blows up like a secondhand lawnmower. She carries on. She starts throwing, throwing a board down and yelling and screaming. And oh, it's the most entertaining things. And putting some, some of the kids, she'll start yelling at and carrying on like a, you know, carrying on like a pork chop at them. And some of them felt like they were, were under more pressure than Clive Palmer's belt buckle. It was, it was quite, quite entertaining. And while it, it puts, it rubs all the pretty well most of the parents the wrong, wrong way. I personally like it because I know for my son, no one really yells at him very much. He's, he's a good kid at home, so we don't really get too many good opportunities to yell at him. And at school, he's a good kid at school, so he doesn't get yelled at at school. And so I like it when they get yelled at during, <laughs> during basketball, just because I know he's, people are going to be yelling at him in adult life. So it's, I, I, I personally like It, it it's, it's not like it happens all the time, every time, but just, just every now and again, it's entertaining. But anyway, today's question comes from Lachlan, who writes, My question is, how should I structure my training slash goals for long-term success in the sport rather than short-term individual race? I'll give some stats for for a bit of context. I'm 22 years old, have been doing endurance training, example running for about 12 months. Now have been following a kind of triathlon style plan for 4 to 6 months. Um as far as my current fitness, my half marathon PB is an hour 36. That's good. I can manage four times one-kilometer intervals at an average of two minutes per hundred pace in the pool. And my long ride has been built up to 100 kilometers, averaging speed of 70 of averaging speed of 27 kilometers an hour. My weekly long run is typically 20 to 30 kilometers between 90 and 150 minutes. Uh, I'm considering doing uh, 70.3 in Port Macquarie in September or maybe the full Ironman Australia next year. My question is more around general advice An ambitious, for an ambitious guy just entering the sport. I've had a few que- I've heard a few questions about how to prep for events coming up in the couple of months, but my question is how would, I train to do really good Ironman time in 5 years rather than set goals for the next 6 months I'd be interested in hearing what kind of goals I should be setting for five, 10 year period particular in regards to Ironman so there's a lot to unpack there so a few things uh, before I answer your question um, you've got, so your run's good um, I'd say your run, just at a glance here I'd say your run's your strongest point, your bike is probably your weakest link, and your swim's not too far off where your bike is, just at a glance. Um, But I can go more into that in a minute. But you said your average weekly long runs between 20 and 30 Ks. I would, if I was advising you off this bit of information that I've got here, I'd drop your long runs. No, I would keep it under 20, or keep it around 20 kilometres. I wouldn't be going up to 30 unless you've got a particular event you're training for coming up. um, Just to try and take a little bit of that fatigue out of your legs so you can get that um, average pace up. But that's over 100 kilometres. So there's a lot there I don't know, and I'm guessing a lot there. So, but I... Dare say you're going to find for the most part for this is what i found for most people when it comes to people go what's easier to you know oh, clearly the bike's the easiest to improve that's what i hear all the time and that's not the case that's the case for people new into the sport by far the you'll go your biggest gain for um is going to come on the bike for, for people that's you know A year, maybe two years, yeah, for the first two years, your bike's going to improve the fastest out of swim bike run generally. Um, But if for a person who's been pretty consistent over the years, the bike I found is the hardest thing to improve out of swim bike run. I find the runs the easiest to improve for most athletes. Swimming's very, it can be very easy to improve if you've got a very committed athlete athlete who is filming a lot of his sessions sending them through to sending them through to us so i can view them we make corrections here and there um and don't get me wrong and when i'm saying massive improvements i'm you know um i actually had one just very recently send me a a video and she um he's been sending me videos semi regularly and we his strokes looks pretty good but we um just his left hand he he like as he's developing his catch he's pushing down too much so we just got i just asked him just to bend your fingers down slightly your wrist down slightly and we're talking like um a centimeter or two here we're, we're talking fractions and um, all of a sudden, he's been able to have a, have a higher elbow during that catch phase, which um, I, it was almost like an instant three seconds per 100-meter savings, almost instantly. And you look at three seconds over um, a half Ironman, like at 1.9 kilometers, that adds up real quick. But anyway, um, I digress. But for your goal, for your goals, it's funny. Um, about a day or two after you actually sent this, and I hadn't read this properly at that stage, I have a, another athlete who um, asked me a questions, and he he basically was asking s- some ideas and theories and stuff, and he said, yeah, um, "Take away, you know, if budget wasn't money, wasn't an issue." How how would you structure my um, season? And I said, oh well, that that's easy because I I didn't need to go into much details with this because the emails before I put a little bit of info. But uh, uh, this is easy (laughs) for the next five year for the next three to four years thereabouts. I'd be giving you two Ironmen a year, roughly around five six months there apart thereabouts apart. I'd be putting in seventy point three in the lead up to each Ironman and then once you do it, three three years of that four years of that that we'll know when we get there I cut would stop doing ironman would go down to olympic distance racing um, really focus on that getting faster with that um, and probably do a 70.3 in that year after that year it's we'll start doing a kona push from there now if you get to kona before that you know those plans go out the window but this particular athlete has very ambitious goals so he's got um he doesn't want to just get the Kona he's not satisfied with that he actually wants to win his age group at Kona and he's but he's realistic too he's got a 10-year plan to do this and um so that answering his question was really easy (laughs) um and, and that's that that was that question was easy to answer because money was not an option under that scenario. Um, but <laughs> but with yourself, um, you're you're 22 years old now. Your best opportunity to get to Kona, um, and I'm assuming Hawaii is what you want. You want to be at the Ironman World Championship You're going to find it significantly um, easier to get to Kona um, in your current age group. So you want to get there before you turn 25. After you turn 25, it becomes significantly harder. I know that's not your um, that's not your um, question, but if you could get your um, If you could get your swim time down to a minute 45, a minute 40 over um, the Port Macquarie swim, your bike needs to be at least 33 k's an hour. So you've got a bit of room to improve there. But that's... A lot of that can be quickly changed, fixed up to When you got, um, I don't know what sort of bike you're running. I don't know what sort of equipment you're running. Um, you, you know, you put a really good set of um, race wheels on there. You you put a good kit on, aero helmet. Um, you've just all of a sudden made three kilometers an hour just then and there. But if you can up, uh, if you can, you know, average thirty-three k's an hour thereabouts, and you can just get off the bike and hold. Um, five ten five between five minute K pace and five twenty maybe five thirty it depends you'll have to do a bit of research in your in that age group I haven't can't say I've ever looked at it you've got yourself um, a, probably get yourself a conestable with with something like that now that's very doable going off from what I've just seen here. Um see so you're at an hour 36 for your half marathon you can probably do that you probably just right get off build the bike up so you can get off the bike as fresh as possible and hold five minute k pace into a 330 marathon and um that would just about get you that slot but anyway that's not i, I digress I, I sometimes get a bit excited when i see stuff um so you you've got to I, i've I don't know how many episodes you've listened to, but I've I mentioned that you've got to reverse engineer your goals, so, so you've got to look at in five years time, um, what do you want, what do you? What are you trying to achieve in five years, or you just want a fast time, Well, then you can just pick a fast course, and, and you work your way back from there, or do you want to podium at Cone? or do you want to qualify at Kona, or do you want to... Um, you know, whatever that goal is, and you say, Yeah, let, let's say you would want to qualify for Kona in five years' time, yeah, and you, or you want to make top 10 in your age group in five years' time, whatever it is, you, you go, jump on, jump on, um, the Ironman website, look at the results and see what everyone's averaging. You know, that's around that t- where you're trying to achieve. And you go All right. I've got to average, you know, I've got to swim at a minute thirty-five per hundred, or a minute thirty-two per hundred, or a minute thirty per hundred, wh- whatever it is. And then I've got, I really got to get my my race bike pace. Up to thirty-six kilometres an hour, so I can get off the bike of five hours, uh, and I've got to get my run, my run off the bike at at four minutes forty-five, so I can finish it. You know, a three-hour twenty marathon or whatever it is, and then you can start going right. So that's what I need. I'm here. What I can do, right? You know, if it was now or six months from now, and then you can just start progressing. So um, my old coach and mentor, Alan Pittman. Um, he's always said you need to you need about ten Ironman finisher shirts in your draw before you can learn to really race one, and there's a lot of truth to that. Um, see Ironman, it's it's a long day for when you're just new at it, but when, once you get a few in, it's long enough where you can still push yourself right to the limit and go hard all day as long as you got your nutrition right you got your training down right you've recovered right you're turning up as if fit as possible you can race an Ironman and it's baffling when you think about it but it, but, but it's true um, so you just got to start reverse engineering now um, you're very new to the sport so um, and you're young so you're going to have to build up these aerobic mi- aerobic miles, or also spending some time um, building your strength up as well. Um, whether that's doing some um, low uh, low cadence work on the bike, or running hills, or swimming with big paddles, or you're in the gym to help complement the other swim, bike, run, and get the and you um, focus on get, getting the recovery through the volume and just so that. The more you do, um, the 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 cons- more consistent you stay, and the more um, well, the more consistent you are, you will naturally filter through that through that field. Yeah, um, it's just a matter matter of time, and it, it's. Um, I'm, I'm no, I'm not answering your question here, but it's just. It, if it was me, if it was me coaching you, for instance, so I'll go for a ten-year. Ten, well, I'll go for that five-year plan. So, if it was me, me saying coaching you, and you're saying um, you, you, there are no real restrictions, I'd be trying to build your volume up. So, I'd be building your volume up um, slowly over the five years. So, I don't know what you're at now. Let's say you're at five hundred hours a year now. I'd be trying to build that up, but so. so in five years time you're going to be somewhere around eight nine hundred hours then maybe a thousand hours in in a year to for you to to really peak at that particular race um but you've got to slowly go there you just can't be going all right 20 hour weeks it is for the next you know you can't can't really be doing that and and it's not just a matter of ticking off 20 hour weeks i know i talk about that occasionally you have you know for myself i did talked about um just before i blew my achilles out i did um a thousand yeah, just slightly over a thousand hours in the 52 weeks prior it didn't all start off with that isn't 52 weeks or 20 hour weeks there were a lot of especially in the earlier parts there was a lot of 12 and 15 hour weeks. Um, and then as I'm getting closer and closer there's a lot of 25 28 hours you know my biggest cycling week was over 20 hours and um, so so but I progressed that I've talked if you could I'm guessing I'd have to what I'm guessing a hundred odd episodes ago I talked about me I was trying to um get to 800 hours for that for that calendar year and now I'm at a thousand hours and so it was it's just a natural progression and as as you get that volume in you you recover through that volume and then you can start adding more intensity and more um, strength into it and your body just um, when I when I created that plan for that two-year plan that I, I recently did before blowing my Achilles and 300 other injuries all all within a, you know, six-week period. Um, You looked at my body then and you looked at my body now, it's fully transformed because I had that more longer-term approach. Um, But I'd also been consistent since 2010, Um, semi-consistent, but... Your goal really is to get as much experience, race experience, as you humanly possibly can, and stay wildly consistent. And then, and then, you know, those mornings where it's super cold, and if you're going to do seventy point three, um, at, in September. You've got um, winter to train through, so that's always fun. So just and that's a good test on how um, driven you're going to be. You, you know, she's freezing outside, and you've got to roll out and strap up and out you go. So it's all good crap, but but I'd keep definitely be keeping a training log, um, and if, I'd definitely be keeping a training log and trying to collect as much data as humanly possible, um, even if you don't know what this data is. Just start collecting, and as the years go by, you can learn learn more about it, and then all of a sudden, stuff that made no sense to you before is starting to make sense now. So that's that's how I'd be looking at it, and and then um, also, excuse me, also come up with a plan um, not only for training and having that roadmap to your goal but what are the equipment you're going to need will you work better with a power meter heart rate um better quality garment better quality bike um a, a run power meter the stride run power meters are amazing um have that in your plan so like all right for the ne you know i haven't got a power meter now so I'll look secondhand maybe I'll have one in three months time and then in six months time I'll have a, a run power meter and whatever it is because you can get a lot of good data from that and might might you know if you sign up to um, I, I got a final search count that's what I coach most of my athletes with I also do um, have a today's playing um, account for for myself and for my coaching, um, so I've got a few athletes under today's plan. They're generally the real data geeks. I'd be creating um, either a, a today's plan account or a training peaks account as well. One of them, just for the free versions, if you don't want to dive too far into the data, and just but just make sure you're uploading all your, any data you can, because you can get the pay for the premium. Um, membership later and you can start learning more about it and the data's there so that's what i'd be doing i'd be looking at doing something like that as well but if you if i didn't answer your question feel free to send me another email or if you need me to go into a little bit more information on something in particular um send me an email but just remember reverse engineering's the key thanks if you guys have any other questions jump on through to the website trainsmove.com till next episode hooroo